Sachim Daf today's email comes from Shlomi Leitner from Golders Green, London. He says, it's a very long email, I'll read part of it. I thoroughly enjoy your share, it's a perfect way to start today. The sponsorships and the emails at the beginning are great as it allows a small buffer zone so that even after hitting the snooze button at 5 a.m., he's in Golders Green, London, I can still get onto the shear on time for the start of the daf. After the inspiration of the Sima Shas, he goes on to say that he received many WhatsApp groups and different emails. It got to a point where my phone didn't stop buzzing with daf material. At started, Sachem had enough and exited some of the groups that I wasn't using. Within minutes, one of the Magadish Shur messaged me asking if something I had said in Shir had been offensive. I reassured him it has nothing personal, it was nothing personal, just rebellious Shir was better, suited for me. Thank you, Shlaimi. We're smack in the middle of the sugya of Tarabas. Unbelievable Shah sugya. So Rav makes a little bit of a seder for us. And he says, Allah during Pesach, we pass him like Rav Khumra. So if you have a very small amount of chametz, which you can't even taste in the mixture, even if it's min shalabi, meaning take some chametz and mix it with some chocolate, it's chametz. Why, as we explained yesterday, Rav is geyser on Pesach, Dafkan, different than all these surim. The min minoi, since Pesach is karas, chametz is karas, and since people are not so used to being careful with chametz, who's geyser. However, after Pesach, Rav passes like Rib Shimon, the chametz shavar lava Pesach is mutrabano. You might ask, what do you mean it's mutrabano? We said, even according to Rib Shimon, there's a knas, rabbanu with geyser, that if you were over on bal yirob, bal yomata, we have to penalize you, you can't benefit from the chametz. You're right. Typically, you get a knas. But over here, we're not talking about whole chametz. We're talking about a tarot as a mixture. They weren't geyser. Rav is l'shitasi. Rav holds like his Rebbe, Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman used to tell the Talmidim, immediately after Pesach, go ahead and buy bread from the non-Jewish soldiers who baked the bread on Pesach because we pass passing like Rav Shimon that it's chametz al Pesach, mutar bahano. Rav says, an earthenware vessel which absorbed chametz, there's nothing you can do but break it, throw it out in the garbage. You can't use this even after Pesach. Although Rav says that min after Pesach is okay, that's only in a typical fashion. But over here we have to be geyser, says Rav. You might use this vessel for min and therefore break it and throw it out. Why can't you just heat it up again in the oven and expel all the chametz from it? Answer number one is the cheres, you can never expel what it absorbs completely. You can expel some of it, but not all of it. Therefore it remains chametz. Another answer is that we're concerned that people might be concerned that by heating up from the inside, which you have to in order to expel the chametz, it might make the klicheres, the earthenware, burst. So in order to save that, they'll try to heat it up from the outside. Now, outside, Allah is no good. They'll be more ahead. They'll say, well, we can do it from the outside. Therefore, they said, you know what? You can't heat it up, not from the outside, and not from the inside. Shmuel argues with Ravi, says, if you have a kli, you don't have to break it. Because Shmuel Paskins, like Rib Shimon, you're mutter bahana after Pesach. Not only that, Shmuel would tell the, the folks that sold pots after Pesach. It was a great business. Rav Paskins, you have to break all the pots. So no one had earthenware pots. So these guys would sell their earthenware pots and they would hike up the prices. Shmuel said, listen, if you hike up the prices, I'm going to let everybody know that they don't have to buy these kalim at all. They don't have to break their kalim. You, you're allowed to use it after. So why didn't he say so in the first place? Because he was in the city of Rav. He didn't want to argue with Rav. If you have an oven that you smeared the inside with nice, fatty, oily meat oil. So now the oven is fleshics. What happens if you go bake a bread? So the bread is fleshics. Rav Abayi says, you're never allowed to eat this bread. Why? You might come to dip it in milchiks. Not only that, says Rav Abayi this oven, there's nothing you can do with it. You can't even heat it up and expel the meat. The problem is that we have a Mephurish of that says you could heat it up and expel the meat, and therefore it's a tiyufta on Rav Abayi what happens if you take milk and you pour it into the dough in order to knead it 
The halacha is you can never eat that bread. It's milchik's bread, and you might eat it with meat. Now, we know there's a famous halacha, the way a vessel absorbs any iser material, that's the way you expel it. So if a kli absorbs it on the fire, the only way to expel it is on the fire. If a kli absorbs it through boiling it, so you boil it. So what happens if you have a knife? Ravashi says the knife, the actual blade, you need a fire. That's the only way. You can't put it into boiling water because you might have used that blade over the fire. So what you do is you wrap the handle so it doesn't get damaged by the fire. You put it on the fire. Then you unwrap it and take the handle and put it into boiling water that's on, a, on the fire. The halacha we, we paskin that you don't need to put the actual blade in a fire. You can put the actual blade and the handle, both of them, into boiling water that are on the fire. The same would apply to a wooden spoon that you stir a soup or something with. Since the way it absorbed the chametz or whatever it is was by stirring it inside boiling water, you're machshur by putting it inside boiling water. What happens if you have a klicheris, have earthenware that has a fine glaze on the outside and it's glazed with lead? So it's like metal. Perhaps the glaze, since it's metal, can be kashered. So the Gemara says no. If it's yellow, then it has alum in it. Alum is very absorbent, and you cannot kasher it forever. If it's black and white, or white, black or white, the Gemara has a suffer. When it comes to something cold, like wine, even yayin we're talking about the, the Rabbanon variety of yayin esach. It's a suffix if it's yayin esach. That doesn't absorb in the kli, and you don't even have to do hagalas kalim. The Gemara just makes a point here. Don't say that perhaps the reason why yayin esach is different than chametz is because yayin esach is the Rabbanon, but every time Rabbanon made a gzera, called the Rabbanon, ke'in the So they would establish it exactly in the same way as chametz, and that's not a good nafkemina. Shmuel says that any vessel that was used for chametz in a cold state is not a problem to use it on Pesach. You can use it for matzah. Besides, two types of kalim. A kli that contains sa'ar, leaven, and a kli that contains something very sharp like chametz vinegar. Leaven is also very sharp. Not only that, says the Gemara, if you put the leavening agent, in a bowl with the dough, now we're concerned that the leavening agent is going to go into the bowl, even though there's a lot of ear passing by. It's a very large clique. Nevertheless, it's considered chametz. Have a wonderful day.